Welcome to Winning with the Burns, a podcast for highly ambitious people who have a burning desire to learn what it takes to win at a high level. So, hey guys, thanks for joining me again today. You know, I have some awesome people that you're going to get to know from St. Louis, Missouri, some business partners. They've been in the insurance industry a lot longer than I have, so they got a lot of knowledge, but welcome, Bill. Thank you, JB. Good to be here. Absolutely. You got your beautiful bride, Miss Lori Martin. Hello. Thank you for having us. You know, I've always wondered the story, you know, who got in the business first? Like, I always thought it was Lori, but then you're like, no, I actually got in the business. And you said there's a great story. I do want to hear why and how you got in the business. Well, you would think it would be Lori because, you know, she's the more talented and successful one. But uh, I actually got in the business first because... I was working in the hotel industry. That was my major in college was hotel, restaurant and travel administration. And I was working in a courtyard by Marriott Hotel in St. Louis, brand new hotel that had just opened. And I was absolutely miserable. I was working, you know, 60 to 80 hours a week each week. I was, you know, going in at six in the morning and not leaving until six, seven, eight o'clock at night. I had a very rigid schedule. And uh, we had, and I was getting yelled at every day by <laughs> customers, but it had nothing to do with my personal performance. Mm -hmm. And we had a young child that, uh, that was born a year after we got married. And I just wanted to spend more time with her. I wanted to make more money. I was making not even maybe $30,000 a year, yeah. not a lot. And, uh, and so I just wanted, I wanted freedom. I wanted flexibility. I wanted an income that, uh, would allow me to, to do the things I wanted to do. I grew up in a, in an environment, uh, my parents were divorced, but my dad was an entrepreneur and he always made very, very good money. We went on great vacations. We drove nice cars. We lived in a nice house and I just, I wanted to continue that lifestyle that I was used to. And I wanted to, you know, we had to go to church for sure on Saturday night because I always had to work every Sunday. Well, I, I wanted to be able to go to church on Sunday if I wanted to, little things like that. Yeah. So I was looking to get into sales because I didn't want to go back to college and start a whole new career. I thought sales is my best opportunity to have all those things that I want. And so for a year or so, I interviewed with every sales opportunity in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and just couldn't find anything that I felt like I could believe in. And, and so interestingly enough, um, one day Lori came home from work. She was a loan officer and she came home from work and said, a guy that used to work with us tried to recruit me to come sell insurance with him. It's called mortgage protection. And she explained what it was. We can, you know, they, they pay off the house for people. If they, if they die, the house is paid off for the survivors. And you'd be able to work from home. You'd be able to set your own schedule. Sounds like it'd be right up your alley. And I was like, so I called the guy and the rest is history. I, you know, we, we hit it off. I decided to get my insurance license. And uh, back then it took you a, a month to get your license mm -hmm. in the mail from the time you passed the test. And so uh, I resigned from the hotel. I gave him a month's notice so that immediately when that license came, I could just start working. You know, I, I cut the cord and went straight into insurance sales, which looking back on it, maybe I should have went part time and got my feet <laughs> wet a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I, uh, I was like, I cannot fail at this. I have a little daughter that I want to give all these wonderful, you know, things that I had growing up and I have to make this work. And failure was not an option. So I immersed myself in this business. 
And um, in the first three months, uh, you know, made, learned a lot of tough lessons, but I learned a lot of fantastic things and made some really good money. And uh, within three months or so, uh, Lori was kind of uh, not enjoying her job as much anymore. And she said, you know what? If you can do this, I can do it a hundred times <laughs> I can hear better. Her saying that. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, you're darn right, you know, and, and that would be fun to be partners. And so she went and got her license and I think passed her test right around her birthday in December of 1999. And uh, we've been working together ever since. And, and uh, you know, it, there's obviously is with sales, there's hard times, there's good times and bad times, but all in all, it's been a real blessing working together in the business. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we never would have made the kind of income and done the kind of things that we've been able to do with our family, for our family, if it wasn't for getting into the insurance industry. No doubt about it. Well, you know, you've had so much success in the industry, but there was a time, Lori, that you were ready to quit. And everybody around you, the whole family, I think even, I don't know if Bill wanted you to at the time, but you're going to see people and you're in, I guess, downtown St. Louis. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a, I don't want to screw up the story, but you get carjacked mm -hmm. and you're, and everybody wants you to quit. Yes. So, um, and actually someone called me out of the blue. It was, it was a setup. I had been, you know, I had a nice car because we were making money and had a nice car, carried a laptop. At that time, you didn't carry a laptop, but we also took cash. Um, and someone had called me and said, I heard that, you know, you did insurance for a living. I need some insurance. And I was like, okay, great. And they're like, well, we have a small baby, so we want you to come at night. And I said, oh, no problem. Love to come at night. So they set it up for 830 on a Friday night. So I told Bill, you take a list of the movies. They went to see Shrek. Shrek. They went and saw Shrek. So, of course, he had his phone off because he was at the movies. So they went to see Shrek, and uh, I went to this apartment complex because they said they hadn't moved in the house yet. And I went to this apartment complex in this shady area, and a gentleman that I had been in business with for a long time um, in, the, in the mortgages, and then he came to do insurance with us, I said, man, I said, this place looks like what you see you know, on the 10 o'clock news. And he says well, you make plenty of money. Get out of there. And I was like, no, no, no. They've got a baby. They need me. And so I pull up and there's one way in and one way out. And it starts raining and it's 830 on a Friday night. And all of a sudden I see a, a gentleman coming through the um, through the buildings. It looks like he's coming towards me. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to lock my doors. And then all of a sudden I hear bang, bang, bang on my window. I thought, I'm not going to look at him. I hear bang, bang, bang on my window. And I look up and he's got a bandana on and, um, oh, like a, well, bandana from here down and then pantyhose on his head. And he's holding a gun to my head and he says, get out of the car. He used some foul language, but he said, get out of the car. And I was like, oh my gosh, please let me have started my car. And you don't know at that time, you know, dear God, please let me have started my car. And I look down and then he bangs again. He says, get out of the car. And I looked back up at him and I looked directly in his eyes and I said, no. And I threw the car in reverse and took off, didn't care what I hit, getting out of there and got out of there. And, you know, I was petrified and I just thought, oh my gosh, how could someone do this to me? Like, and I got a hold of the, my friend and he says, just come to my house. And I actually kept driving and I saw a cop had someone pulled over on the interstate and I literally pulled up behind the cop car and started banging on the cop car's door. And I said, I said, please let me in. Someone's, someone's after me. And he's like, 
can't just get in a cop car. And I was like, let me in the car. So he lets me in the car and I tell him everything that went down. And at the time, I was seven months pregnant with my second daughter. So I was just as wide as I was tall. And I was, I was, you know, I think I may have gotten out of the car if I wasn't pregnant, but I didn't want anything to happen to my daughter. So I, I stayed in the car, got to the cop car. So they filed a report and ends up, these people were convicted felons. They were wanted. They gave me all their information, like their real information. And they basically said, you know, it was a setup. And I'm like, oh my gosh, someone would do this to me. I had no idea. I came from a small community. That didn't happen. And so, you know, I got home and one of my very first calls that I got was um, Bill had called Barry Clarkson and Barry Clarkson had called me and said, I'm so sorry. I understand if you want to get out of the business. My parents are like, you're never doing this again. And at the time I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this again. And then I woke up in the morning and I thought, no, no, I can't let them win. I can't. There are so many families out there that I've helped and that I knew that needed my help. There's always a bad seed. And I thought, nope, I'm going to keep going. So the next morning I went out and I went to the same area again. And I thought, you're not going to win. And I went to the same area again and went and saw clients and wrote business the next day. Just because I didn't want one bad seed to hinder my career. And I'm so grateful that I didn't give up. So grateful I didn't give up. Well, I think, you know, you got back on the horse. Yes. Right. And you ripped the bandaid off and you said, I'm not going to let that have power over me. Absolutely not. And there, I think there's a lot of people that start in the insurance business or they start in any kind of business in the industry and something like that bad happens and they look at it as, oh, that's a sign I shouldn't be doing this. That's a sign yeah. I shouldn't be doing this, right? It was a sign that I needed to get stronger and be more aware. You know, it it, it woke me up. I mean, I, I was a lot more careful after that. But, you know, all those families I've helped for the last 20 years after that happened has been unbelievable. And, you know, now we do everything virtually. So this is the, I mean, it was so great when I was raising kids to be able to go to my kids' games, you know, be room mom, pick up my kids every day from school. And I could do that, all that stuff, and still make probably, you know, enough money to send them to private school and have the lifestyle that, that I wanted them to have. Yeah. Well, and Bill, going back to, you know, in the in industry, you've seen so many people come and go. You know, what do you think that separates a Lori Martin, the high achievers, from the people that, you know, they just give up? They, something like that happens and they're like, yeah, that's a sign I shouldn't be doing this. What's that sets them apart? You know, if if I truly, truly knew the, the answer to that question, <laughs> I'd be retired by now. But, you know, I mean, here's the thing, JB. You know, a lot of people want what this business can provide but they're not willing to do what it takes to get the results. You know, there's there's a lot of hard work, mental hard work in this business. It's not, you know, digging ditches. It's not uh, physical hard work per se, although sometimes after driving around in a car for, for, you know, hours and hours each day, we did kind of feel like we'd been in a car accident back, back before we were doing virtual so much. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, we've got a great system, right? We've got leads, we've got products, we've got training, and, and that's attractive to a lot of people. But the one thing that I can't provide somebody is a fire in their belly. You know, somebody either has a fire in their belly or they don't. And it's not necessarily that you're born with that, right? I mean, I think some people are, 
But using me as an example, if I would have got in this business right out of college, uh, I probably would have failed. I wouldn't have been ready for the rigors, the mental rigors of sales, the ups and downs, the roller coaster. I wouldn't have been ready for that right out of college. I wouldn't. I wasn't seasoned. Of me personally, there's plenty of people that are, but I wasn't. But working at Marriott for a couple of years in the hotel business, uh, getting yelled at on a daily basis because somebody uh, forgot to put a towel in a bed in a bathroom, or because somebody uh, you know spilled coffee in the restaurant, or you know all the things that my employees would do, that uh, mistakes that were made, that I would get yelled at. You know, it, it got me to the point where two and a half years of working in the hotel industry seasoned me to where I now had that fire in my belly. Like, I, I can't take this anymore. I've got, I want more. I want better. I want what I, what my parents gave me growing up. So, you know, uh, at the end of the day, a lot of people face adversity and, you know, the, you in the form, let's say a brick wall is the adversity. So some people will see that and they'll turn around and they'll just walk back the other way and say, well, I can't, you know, this brick wall's here. I can't move forward anymore. I'm, I'm not doing this. Okay. And that's a lot of people that try sales end up, you know, going that route. Right. But the people that are really successful say, all right, there's a brick wall right there. I'm going to scale it. I'm going to go around it. I'm going to smash through it, but I'm going to 100% keep moving forward. And when you, it's all about, you know, having it right in your mind. And when people have it right in their mind and they say, you know, no matter what happens, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I just almost got carjacked. I'm not going to give up. I just, uh, you know, uh, wrote five applications this week and every single one of them got declined because uh, they have heart problems or cancer or whatever that they didn't tell me about. The, the things, that, the bad things that can happen in this mm -hmm. business from time to time, you just got to be like, look, I'm not going to give up, not going to quit. And I, I certainly remember calling her after a rough week because you have those. You have, you have a bad day. Sometimes you have a bad week. And never had a bad month, by the way. Never had a bad month because um, you know you can't beat the numbers, and the numbers can't beat you. You know, if you stay focused, um, you know you might have a bad week, but you're not going to have two bad weeks. You're just not going to if you're doing the things you're supposed to be doing. That's right. And so if people will just you know, rise above the, the moment and stay focused on the long-term goal, you know, that's, those are the folks that succeed in this business. Now, I don't know exactly what characteristics those are, but it's, you know, I call it the fire in the belly. If you've got that fire in your belly, you can't accept failing. You're going to make it happen. You will achieve your goals. Uh, then you will. It's all up here. You got to say you're going to do it. Well, so true. And I love what you said about, you know, you starting in the hotel industry, you were running from something. You wasn't running to something. And I think a lot of people when they start a business or they start the insurance industry is they're running to the money. They're running to the lifestyle. But the the ones that really get after it are the ones that are running from something. I'm not going back to that life. You know, mm -hmm. it's like I'm cutting the cord. I'm not going back to life. Lori, I'm running from that carjacking because I'm not letting that have power over me, mm -hmm. you know? And Lori, you've got such a heart for your clients. you got such a heart for people that come on your team. You know, you can't fake passion. That's something that Barry's always told us is you can't fake passion for somebody. So who are the people that you like to run in the same circle with, like associate with? 
you know, because I've seen your friends, I've seen the people that are in your business, you know, they're like-minded people like you. How important is that to have that association? It's everything. Um, Relationships. It's one of our core values with Equus, relationships. And relationships are everything because you need a circle of people that are going to build you up and you can build them up and they're going to be supportive because you know what? You're going to have great days and you want to celebrate those days and you want to celebrate with those people that you love and that you value and you're going to have bad days and you want people to talk to because this is nothing more than a roller coaster, right? I mean, your highs are so high and your lows can be so low and you need that group of like-minded people that see the future and see the end game and see what they can get from this business because it is it is so much more than just an occupation, right? It's so much more than a job. It is what it basically does is you're helping people every single day. I don't have the cure for cancer. I didn't go to school to be a doctor or anything like that. But man, when people get sick, I'm one of their very first phone calls. When people pass away, I'm one of their very first phone calls. And so I love that I can help people every single day. And that's really what I focus on is not not the amount of money that I'm going to make. It's how many people can I help? How right. many people can I save from themselves? Because they may not know what's going to happen to them. I don't know what's going to happen to them, but I know sooner or later they're either going to get sick or they're going to pass away. And I want to make sure that their families are taken care of. And that's the most important thing to me. Well, now, and you've always been able to um, adjust to the climate. You know, going back to 1999 when you guys started, you know, 2000, 2008, and now going virtual. Like you've always been able to pivot and change with the business because I don't think you're in this business or really in being an entrepreneur for 20 years if you're not willing to adapt to change. And by us going virtual, you know, you kind of were kicking and screaming at first because you're like, no, I love seeing people face to face. And I mean, you still see people face to face when you need to, but being able to pivot and say, I'm planting my flag virtual. I think your numbers have went up tremendously because you and your team are more efficient. We're definitely more efficient. And I did. I was not going to go virtual. I was going to let you all do it. And I was like, hmm. They can all do it. I'm still staying in person. Um, I love to go meet people. I love to hang out. I love to get to know their families. And once I embraced virtual and I just said, okay, that's it. I'm not going back in the car again. Like, I'm just not going to do it. And I listened and I learned, which was hard because after being in the business for a long time, I'm, I'm older. I'm set in my ways. And so I had to, like, rethink everything. And so I did the eight steps of virtual. Like I, I learned all over again because I tried to do it my way first. It didn't work. <laughs> I was like, I've been doing this longer than all of you people. I can do this. And I failed. And then I, I just went back like I was a new agent. And I learned the eight steps of virtual. I started asking questions and um, realized that I could be a lot more efficient. Instead of running four appointments a day, which is what I ran, uh, four appointments a day, I could run six to eight to 10 appointments a day and help a lot more families. And that's what I had to get in my head was, look, I'm still doing the same thing. I'm getting them on camera. I'm hanging out with them. I'm getting to know their families and I'm asking them questions. And now I absolutely love virtual. I mean, it's it's a game changer, you know? And I believe, probably shouldn't say this, but I believe this is the best job for stay-at-home moms. Um, because if I could have had that, you know, when I was raising my kids, I could have had more meals with my children, you know? So I think it just brings a new, a new way of thinking. And, you know, this time when you get no-showed, I go downstairs, I have dinner with Bill. You know, it's not, 
I don't I don't know. It's 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 good. It's really good. You know something else that that popped into my head while we were talking about all this is I love history. I love reading about World War II. I love reading about the American Revolution, the Civil War. And, you know, any great success story uh, in history, not just wars, but anything, uh, those who persevered and were victorious, uh, there was always a period of time where everything teetered in the balance. Like, you know, this might, you know, this might not go the way we want. This might not be victorious. You know, look at people like George Washington and Abraham Lincoln and what they went through. If you read some of the stories about how close to the brink they came to failure and disaster, and what if they would have quit? That's right. You know, so many people quit when they are 99% there, you know, and they just finally go, well, you know, whatever. I don't know if they don't have it in them. I don't know what it is. But, you know, that's the message that I want people that are looking at this business is to, you know, look at those stories, look at the story of uh, that Lori just shared, and just, you know, push through for one more day or one more week and, and do the thing, the fundamentals that you believe in, that have been taught, that are tried and true, and you're, you're just almost guaranteed to be successful if you, can, if you can follow the system and push through, you know, because there's good days, bad days. Don't focus on the negative. But don't get too high, you know, when there's when you have one of those days where you're like, man, I just sold four policies today. I've got this figured out. I'm God's gift to insurance. You know, <laughs> don't get too high when that happens either. If you can stay level, but keep pushing through and fighting through every day, you'll be successful in this business. This business is almost like golf. Golf is the most humbling sport there is. Just mm -hmm. when you think you got it figured out, you hit one in the water. Yeah. <laughs> or you miss the ball completely. Or in my right? case, you always hit one in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lori, um, encourage somebody now, a, a female. You know, back in the day, we would not, we wouldn't hire females because of we thought it wasn't safe for them. Mm -hmm. And now being able to be virtual, I mean, it's a safe environment. It is. So, what are some, like, what would you encourage, you know, a female that's like, you know what, I don't know if I could be a Lori Martin, you know, because she's so polished, she does so great, and she's got a heart. But what would you encourage somebody that's looking like, you know what, I, I think this might be something I could get into? Like I said, if I could go back, I wish that we had virtual way back then, and I would have never let my daughters, I have two daughters, and I would have never let them get into the business. And now both of my daughters are in the business because it's safe for them, right? They, they're going to be able to be moms. They're going to have careers. They're going to be at home. And, you know, the best part about this business is you set, you set your own schedule. You call your own shots. You don't have to answer to anybody. And if you have an emergency with your children, you can, you know, you can handle that emergency and come back to it, right? So I love this for women because they can be everything. Yeah. You know, they can be a mom, they can be a wife, and they can be a career woman. They can, you know, accomplish so much. And I really challenge the women out there to look, because what I've found with women, I've got a lot of friends that are stay-at-home moms. I, I admire them. I love it. Nick and I were just talking about this. And, you know, all of a sudden their kids are raised and they're like, uh-oh, what do I have? Like, what do I have now? 
And you can have a career and be a mom and still do everything and do it really, really well in this business because you don't have a nine to five. If you want to work, you know, we set our appointments in the morning. We run them in the late afternoon, early evening. And during that free time in the afternoon, you can play with your kids. You can take your kids to the grocery store or the zoo or whatever and come back and and provide a living for your family. I mean, I think it's just men do great at this. And I think women are amazing because we're compassionate. We love people and y'all do too. But um, it's just it's just our nature. We love people. We want to help people. So I think this is just an amazing opportunity for women that have young children, for women that their children are raised now and they don't know what their purpose is because they haven't worked in 18 to 25 years. This is a great start, you know, because you you quit your job to raise your family. Your family's raised now what? They all want a purpose. And I think this is a great purpose for a lot of women out there. No, I think you said it best is find the purpose. You know, Bill, uh, you had a purpose starting. You had a purpose why you kept going. Mm -hmm. You know, don't lose sight of that purpose and don't lose sight of why you originally started that career. And, and women also are more trustworthy uh, mm -hmm. right out of the gate initially. They don't have to fight as hard to build rapport. You know, they have an advantage. And, and I do need to point out also, this is very important, uh, that when the family forbid her to go out and run appointments anymore, um, she, she uh, you know, went ahead and did that anyway against all of our wishes. And I was <laughs> like, you will not go back in those neighborhoods. And she'd say, oh, I'm not. My appointment's, you know, in, in such and such nice neighborhood. And then I'd later, she'd bring the app home and I'd see the zip code. And yeah. I was like, you know, <laughs> so, so uh, you know. That was that tenacity. That's right. That you know, even though I was madder and a hornet at her for uh, going back in the in the neighborhood that she didn't want to be in, and I never envisioned our children getting into this business because I couldn't imagine them going into those neighborhoods. Never. Those days are over now, you know. And we can protect the good people that live in sometimes dangerous neighborhoods. We can still service those folks and protect them. Uh, regardless of where, why they find themselves where they are in life. So the virtual is a big, big deal, not only for agents, but also for the families that still need protection. Well, we got a big opportunity with the department that you head up, you know, Retirement Solutions, where, you know, we have people that want to protect their retirement. You have people that want to have tax-free retirement. But we also got this, I don't want to say new thing, but we have a great program that really follows people through that helps them get out of debt in half the amount of time and have a lot of cash where they don't have ever have to worry about borrowing money from a bank. So give me the elevator pitch exactly what is retire your debt. So, you know, the uh, the program, the debt elimination program that we have known as retire your debt, also known as debt free for life is something that when I first heard about it now going on about seven years ago, I said, well, that, that wouldn't work. That, there's no way that's a real thing. And I looked at the math and I realized this, this actually could work. Um, and it, what really helps us be successful in the debt elimination marketplace is we have access to a proprietary software program where we load all of a customer's debts into that and uh, you know so what do they owe what's the interest rate they're paying what's the um what's the payment they're making and the software program will then uh show them that if they follow our system which you know if somebody wants to learn more about that they can reach out and we can get into that separately but if they follow our system a lot of times we can get them out of debt 
in a third or half the time of what it would have taken them trying to do it on their own. And so when you think about how debt can cripple, and, and I've been there in my life at, at times in the past uh, where I've had more debt than I was comfortable with or, or was adding more debt than I wanted. And, it, you know, it's crippling. It, it just, it's debilitating. And when you can show people a plan where they can have all of that debt knocked out in half or maybe a third of the time of what it would have taken them doing it on their own, uh, that is a win-win. And the folks that work with us at Equus Financial can be involved with that. All you need is a life insurance license to do it. So we can make a nice living helping people get out of debt and save tens of thousands of dollars on interest payments that they would be, you know, instead of making those credit card companies, those banks and those financial institutions rich on all that interest they're making off of us on these debt accounts that we have, let's get out of debt and let's build an account where we can then use money in the future next time I need to buy a car. Or if I have an emergency and I need to get a new roof or, or a new transmission in the car, I've got an account I can pull out of. I don't have to whip out plastic. I don't have to take out a loan. I can go ahead and uh, use this account for uh, that future purchase and stay, keep myself out of debt. So it's really powerful. We're really changing a lot of folks' lives, and we haven't even scratched the surface on what we can or will be doing in this program. It is super exciting. What I love about the program is you don't have to eat beanie weenies. You know, and, and you use can keep envelopes. your current lifestyle, right? You don't, you know, some people out there that talk about debt elimination say, well, you need to eat beanie weenies. You need to ride your bike back and forth <laughs> to, right. to work. You know, you need to, you know, live like a pauper. With our program, you can keep your current lifestyle and still get out of debt faster without having to do all that extreme stuff. Yeah. Well, that, that's exciting stuff for us to be able to have, you know, you running that program for us because experience, right? You've been through it and that program follows that client all the way through yep. till they get to the end. Yeah, we help them every step. Every time it's time to pay off a debt, the software program lets them know. We help them go through that process. So, you know, it's uh, we're not asking them for extra money. We're saying, hey, we, we're looking for people that can put, you know, preferably are already putting an extra two to $300 a month to pay down their debt faster. And as long as they've got at least two to $300 a month that they're already paying extra. We don't ask them for any extra. Now, they might find it in their budget once they see how cool the program is. That's right. But uh, you know, that's what we need. It's it doesn't work for folks that are you know behind and, and growing debt. We need to get them stabilized first. Or if you're only making your minimum payments on your debt, that doesn't work. But if you're able to do an extra two, three hundred bucks a month or more, then this program is fantastic. Oh yeah, I'm excited about it. So, That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys coming in town. You know, we've got a meeting and you guys took the time to get down here and cut a podcast with me. I can't thank you enough for taking the time. It's been thank great you. to be here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us.